Welcome to Redeeming Quality, the podcast and not how men speak, but how friends speak. I'm joined today with Mark. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, Mark. Um, on the same podcast. It's great. How you doing? All right. Um, so, we, we since Danny's not here today, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about something that he usually is uh, kind of tapped out on, but that's a adult animation. Okay. So... Right now, like, what what are your favorites out there? Man, okay, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty didn't even do season five, did they? Or did that come out? Yeah, season five's out. Yes. I did not even see that, so I don't even know how great that is. It's kind of slipping in that acid, but um, Inside Job, uh, FS for Family just dropped a new season. Oh yes. Big Mouth, which I didn't even finish, and um, I'm gonna just do those three. I'm gonna do those three right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm. I'm in the same boat with you. Uh, Big Mouth. Uh, F is for family. Rick and Morty. Solar Opposites. I, oh, Solar I, Opposites was great. Yes. Oh my goodness. Solar Opposites is probably my favorite one. To be honest with you. I think last time I tried to ask you about it, you said you hadn't seen it yet. Right. Uh, yeah. I. I. I don't think I, I hadn't seen the second season. Right. Okay. <laughs> Yes, now I got into the second season, and I really feel like initially it was kind of a Rick and Morty clone, mm-hmm. and now it's like it's really its own thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love the side story in Solar Opposites, the the wall people. Um, so the wall is amazing. I love the wall so much. Also, so the Rick and Morty thing. I think what we're seeing, and maybe I'm just too much on the writer shit or whatever, but like um, Rick and Morty had a specific, and you can see this even in uh, community, they invented a whole new way to kind of tell a story. It's called the story wheel, right? So, you know, the story goes in a circle. They start in this familiar place. Something happens. It takes them out of that. Then they they may have a side story, but that takes them into how they're going to fix the story. Uh, something happens, and then that puts them back where they were in the beginning. And you'll notice they'll be either back where they started, or they've made an inside joke now of the beginning, and now at the ending, it comes full circle, and it makes you feel this feeling, you know? All the episodes make you feel this feeling of like, ah, fuck, they tied that together good, you know? And, uh, like, I noticed that in Community, I noticed that in Inside Job, I noticed that in Rick and Morty, I noticed that in Solar Opposites. It's this story wheel. So, um, I say, like, the way that they're doing it in fucking in, in uh, Solar Opposites and Inside Job is fucking immaculate. It's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, and I love the alien shit. <laughs> I love yeah, it Yeah, uh, definitely, I feel like Inside Job... Um, it's a, I, I don't know, I don't, I haven't gotten hooked yet. Okay. I've watched the first okay. episode, um, but that's the thing too, like, um, I think there's so many shows that are just great at hooking you, and there's too many what we just kind of lose ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you kind of, I, I want to get through a few more episodes before I, you know, can either, you know, accept it or write it off. Right, right. Now, I mean, it seems like it's the exact same animators. Whoever the animators are, are 
they're paid. They're doing. They're killing it right now. I feel like I'm gonna bump into this person at some point. But whoever that is is doing a great job. But beyond the stories and who the writer team is and all that type of stuff, um, they're definitely poking fun at you know everybody's everybody's paranoia right now. And I think that's good. But we can go into solar opposites and just how they what they what do. What do you like the most about it? So okay. So first off, Justin Roiland's voices. Um, he's the you know voice of Rick Morty. Uh, what's the lemon grabs in uh, Adventure Time? Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, so his his voices there are they're already funny. They start off as hilarious, and then as the character gets more depth to it, they just stay funny to me. Yeah. So I I I think he's just one of, you know, he's a premier like voice actor. I love it. Yeah, I want to look up who's the highest paid role. There's this other guy, Jesus, that is in everything that I like. Um, man. Probably DiMaggio. Yes, yes, John DiMaggio, bro, is oh. going crazy. He was the old man on fucking Futurama. And then, he, dude, every character that I love is him. Yeah, he's Bender. He's the dog in Adventure Time. He's basically almost all of The Simpsons. Dude, um, yeah, he's... he's yeah, he's my great. favorite, man. He's literally my favorite. And it's just like he I wonder who is top who tops him? Who tops him? Like uh I, so I gotta say the voice I love the most in cartoons <clears throat> is gonna be uh Nick Kroll. His Nick Kroll spazzes. Uh, uh what's her name? Lola Agfluglio Scumpy. And That's her name? The, uh, yeah, in the show. And she's the popular girl. That's what I like that they take these tropes of what we thought about in middle school and just fucking just turn them inside out. Just turn them completely inside out. Like the popular kid is, I don't feel like I'm ruining anything. Did you watch the whole second yeah, season? On, you're on so, season five. I mean, okay. like, you're, you can't be ruining anything. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But this, he's on his journey of bisexualness and he's supposed to be the jock. And really, he's bi, and it's just his whole confusion. And he doesn't even mean to be hurting anybody's feelings or anything. He's just going through his own shit and trying to find out what's cool. He has older brothers himself. It's just like, yeah. man, they add redeeming qualities to people because it's like, of course, you're like that going through this. But also, that makes you look like such a shitty person, you know? Yeah. And the thing about it is each character, there's no one dimension, two dimension. No. They're, they're so complicated. They don't need... I love the fact of the matter is half the time at that age, the middle school age, they don't even know why they're doing something. Yes. You're but confused. Yeah. You're jacked up. You're, you're, you're going through trauma of whatever's going on in your life. And it, of course it puts you in these weird positions. It's so funny. Um, the perversions, the way you feel like, oh. like how nasty you like somebody, you don't even know why, but it's like the deep, deep nasty, just like, oh, I want to, whatever, <laughs> little things that they say, it's perfect. You know, the, the, the thing I enjoy about Big Mouth is I realize there's a ceiling of, of debauchery and just being an awful person, and they exceed me. I, I like that there's a person that's a higher, like, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm a terrible person. And then I watch Big Mouth. I'm like, oh god, no! These guys are demented. I love it. That this is a writing room of nasty. It's yes. a writing room of nasty, and I wouldn't surprise be surprised if they all are fucking each other in that room. Like, and it's just if you look at Nick Kroll in the face, like he's like a Jordan Peele, you know. 
in that, like, there's something going on behind him eyes, man. You know? He has really dark gray eyes. Because, like, you know, like in every other show I ever see him, he's the bad guy. He has, yes. like, a Weasley little face. Yes. Um, uh, it's like uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the FBI agent that he's supposed to be a good guy because he's the FBI agent, but you fucking hate him. Yes. So he really is, like, I don't know. And it's funny because um, they're both in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Him and, uh, oh, what is the, what's the guy that plays Jay Bilzerian, the, the, the poor kid that's uh, the magician? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Curly haired dude. He's also in Brooklyn nine, nine. He has like, he's the crazy one. Always crazy. I done watch Brooklyn nine, nine, to be honest. Um, you mentioned before that they have a podcast, him and somebody else. Damn it. Curly hair. Jesus. He's, he's the voice of Jay in uh big mouth. I know this name. Um, how did you, how, how did this get made? Did this get made? Okay. It is uh, Jan Mantazukas. Yes. John Jason Mantazukas. That's yes. It. His voice is badass. Yeah, he's his great. Voice is, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like he's a guy that yelled all his young life for attention. And it's like kind of busted, but not like. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he has that, that voice. that's like he's yelled a lot, like party. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like yes. you could tell like. Like guys will have a distinctive voice and girls will have a distinctive voice. Those party, you know, that party girl has mm-hmm. yelled too much in her life. It's it's very distinctive. Man, um, I want to work with these people so bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jesus. Yes. No, uh. oh, they're great, man. Um, yeah. So Big Mouth. Oh my goodness! Like it's it's one of those shows that like it's off putting. That very first episode, you're like, oof. It's you know what it's like. It's like smoking a cigarette. Like that first time you smoke, you're like, "This is terrible." I guess I'm gonna do one more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, and then after I get it now, you start to you start. You know to, that song? That song that's on there isn't even an old song. The theme song? Uh no, I did not know that. It sound it sounded like something from the '60s. I could be wrong though. Let me yeah. see this shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is this. Let me look at. Let me look at this. Big mouth. Big mouth thing. Song. Yes, yes. So this dude is. It's not even. Let me see. Yes. So this this guy was this old. Uh, he's this old dude that just sang, and some white kids found him in New York and just blew him up. That song came out in 2016, and the dude died soon after. But like some kids just said, "We need you." There's so much pain in your voice. Here, he had that song, and he came out, blew up, and like it is what it is. But that song is not from the 60s or 50s at all. That's it's, it's of, a good song too. It's like, a great I mean, song. I mean, generally I skip the intro, but I do like the little tree pops up, and you're like, just that first note of his voice is just oh it's good it, mm-hmm. it sets mm-hmm. it's you know it, it the the lyrics and the pain is perfect for that middle school because oh man there's just so many there's so many issues like that everybody can this show is so relatable to you as a kid they really yes. show all those kid anxieties and amplify them and at what certain point you could really feel relations to one of the characters yeah like like um you've gone through something to that shit yeah you've gone through something 
like uh, John Mulaney having a best friend mm-hmm. who's rich and kind of hating him for what he has. Yes. It's like, man, that is so relatable because you're like, I like, you know, I love you as a friend, but I'm so jealous of the life you have. Yes. And it's such a funny, like, weird, like, cocktail of emotions because, like, you don't realize you don't like a, you know, you're not jealous of them until you finally go over to their house and you're like, oh, this is, wow, this is nice. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I remember, like, I used to go to people's houses and play their video games because I didn't have, you know, like a PlayStation or Super Nintendo or anything like that. So I used to go to other people's houses and I liked them. But I would also be angry that I didn't have what they had. Oh, dude, my man, I had a, my fucking my best friend William, fucking down the street, had just a slider bigger house than mine. Mom made just a little bit more, and uh, she was a doctor, and like he had just a brand of clothes that were just cooler than mine. He like was a shade lighter than me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He had like all these things, and it was just like. Girls liked him a little bit more. We were almost the same. We were like about the same height. He had just the cooler clothes and the things that they liked about everything that I wanted. He got just the second right before me and or got it and I couldn't get it. And it was just like, dude, like I, you're a friend of mine and all this type of stuff. But bro, like I feel it. I feel it. The different, the slight little change in between as I feel it. It makes me really angry, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, uh, yeah, they do an entire episode. That's the green eyed monster of jealousy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so funny. I haven't even got uh, to that yet, to be oh honest. Oh my goodness. It's, it's but I see her, I feel it coming. I see them get super angry oh. and get huge and get swole. You yes, know, and they like go hulk, around. They hulk yeah. out. Yeah. It's and great. it's uh you know, they even take like the autistic kid. They have like, you know, he's autistic but he's like has so much more layers, like he's actually watching everything that's going on mm-hmm. to try to try to figure out how to behave. Yes. And it's so, it's like, they really like it. Every aspect of every kid you knew. Like, you could see a kid and you're like, oh, that's this person. Like, right. you feel it. But yeah. Yes. Uh, as far Big as it goes, though. Big mouth go crazy. Big mouth um, is going crazy. So did you ever get a chance to see who's the highest paid voice actor? No, let me, I didn't even, like, while we're talking, I got too caught up in our conversation. Highest. Okay. Yeah, because I was actually cut, that, uh. I was just curious about that. Holy shit. Okay, I'm going to just do 10, 10 most because, of course, we know this. Okay, Troy Baker. Troy Baker is 10, okay? That's Bioshark, God of War, all that shit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Dan, Castle, Dan Castellaneta, who uh, is one of Simpsons. the most famous. Simpsons, yeah, he's, yes. He's everything. Yardley Smith, who is Simpsons. also... Simpsons, uh, Julia Carvner. Okay, this is not okay. All of them, most of them are the Simpsons. Okay, here we go. Billy West, which is Futurama, who played Fry, uh, yeah. King of the Hill, uh, The Stimpy Show, and Disenchantment. Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, played he's the, the Joker. Joker. He right, plays the Joker. He plays all kinds of superheroes. I like Seth MacFarlane. Awesome. Oh my God, how did I not think of Seth MacFarlane? Matt Stone. And Trey Parker. <laughs> I don't know how Justin Roiland's not even on that. I don't. I, I think and I Joe DiMaggio. 
this must be like over like the years. You know what I'm saying? I, Let me. I wonder if this is the money to get put for voice acting. Million, Jesus, dude. I don't. That's just about how long it's been running, bro. Like, I, he's man, dude, Matt Groening gets six hundred and fifty million. Trey Parker six hundred million a year, or just like that's how much they they have. Ah, uh, I, I I couldn't tell you. That's a lot man. of money. Jesus, dude. <clears throat> Ain't no yeah. way that they're making five hundred million from South Park in one year. There's no way, dude. Yeah, I think it's probably over time. Yeah, I think it's like over the course of it all. But Jesus, dude. You know, um, that's a like Seth MacFarlane. I really do like his new space show, um, The Orville. I think it's great, but I can't watch Family Guy anymore. It doesn't matter what season you're on; it's literally the same episode. Yeah, I think that they're not aging that well. They're not aging the best just because of all the other things we said. And I hope they still get their nod because, like, they did fill up a time, right, in between, in between, like, after South Park was made and after Simpsons was made. Like, they did make a lot of jokes at those times, but it doesn't age. It's not aging like how South Park is aging. You know well, what I'm saying? I think it, it also goes with a time of, cartoons like there was a certain time when it was like the shock the shock of certain cartoons the way they did mm-hmm. was like mind-blowing but now it's not so the stories have to get better they have to the, the writing has to get better so though we're just talking about heavily paid uh actors like and mark hamill's a great one like because he plays a villain like what is your like favorite classic cartoon villain voice I don't know these people. Oh, like who's? I like Ice King, but that's not classic. Like, oh, Ice King? that is classic. That's over. Okay, like, good. Like and is that John ago. DiMaggio? Uh, that was John DiMaggio and Justin Roiland and a few others. Wait, more than one person played him? Oh no, no, I'm just saying some of the big big names in there. <laughs> yeah, dude, the Ice it. King. Thank you, man. Um, Ice King is amazing and complex. The the thing I love, Adventure Time. Like, man, I've I watched all of Adventure Time, and then they had these storylines afterwards of, like, either pre them or after them. Yeah. Bro, that Great. stuff, like, did you watch the, like, Beyond Wizard, like, Beyond uh, whatever, or Distant Lands? Um, no, my daughters were watching that. It's like the, the offspring of the dog and the other. Yes, but- yes. Either the offspring of the, no, it's, it's like, not the offspring of the dog, no. They just went to other timelines in that universe, right? Okay. So they just, like, went to, you know, the wizard world. Or they went to, uh, like, Bemo had his own thing. Or they went to, like, uh, man, it's actually when when uh, Finn and Jake are dead, you know? Like, yeah. Wh- like, oh, that's why I thought it was after them. Yes, so it's like them two dead, like looking for each other in the fucking in the afterlife. Oh, it's intense, and um, you know, every time always may pull a tear. And then you got midnight, midnight gospel. You watched midnight gospel, or did you? I wasn't super big onto it. I so the thing about midnight gospel is the cartoon animation style is awesome, but the conversation is so distant from what's happening in the show i couldn't i couldn't uh 
Yo, you're the first person. You're 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 like the third person that told me that that like what's going on in the show is it, too much for what they're talking about. You yes. know, almost. Yes. But it's a, yeah, it's like me, uh, it's a like podcast. Talking, like talking they, about going to the supermarket, and in the show they're in a supermarket, and then faces are melting and things are getting shot. But it's not. It just. I can see it as a really cool vantage, you know, jumping off point for podcasts and different stuff, but it just, the, the animation and, and what, the, what it was happening in the podcast were just too different. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that what was happening wasn't that I'm ADD like that. And so like, if they just were talking and like things were happening, you, did you not see the last episode? I didn't, I didn't get past the second episode. Okay, so, like, I'm going to just say this since you're not yeah. going to watch it and you don't like it. I, I like, will not, no. Okay, dude. So, he is, like, start... He is in some weird-ass, like, bear-happy land, and he's walking around. And then... Okay, so he's talking with his mother, first of all, right? And then he, like, is grown. He is grown. And then he, like... His mother is born... And then on the video, and they're talking, and like they're talking about how he's a baby, and I'm, and for some reason he's holding her, and then like no 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 no, this is what happens. She's walking around, and he's talking to her, and he's a little baby, and then she like gives birth to him or whatever, and like she raises him and is talking to him, and then he gets older and older, and then like as he's growing, she's getting older, and about life and being comfortable with death and all these type of things, and so then like. He lays her down to this beautiful, he walks her down to this beautiful mushroom thing, and then he like lays her to rest and talks about it and talks about, and then he literally says, No, mom, I don't want you to go. And then she's saying it's okay. So then, like, she dies, and then she turns into this other thing. Then he gets old and he dies. Then they, they are sitting there talking, watching like this whole world, this whole world gets swallowed up, but they're having a very calm conversation about like what it feels like and being close to death and what death is like and how afraid of it he is. And then they like both die and they accept it and then they both turn into planets and they're together and the, the whole universe is getting sucked into this big old like star that's just exploded and it's like dude they're talking about that as that's going but it's also showing the cycle of life as it's happening and they're like in they like were in heaven and now they man first of all they start off i believe they start off like in this like ghouly place and them talk no that was another episode but like I mean, it's very existential. It's pretty meta. I mean, it's, I, it's very like in the spirit, and it's like more on the nose almost than Pendleton War than uh, Adventure Time was because they were talking about those subjects, but just in a, in a very like the story was leading it, but these are conversations leading it. So yes. it was like a little bit less like the lesson got learned like forced on you a little bit, you know. Well, and I I think that's the thing too is I'm I'm very. Maybe it's I'm so used to a format that I like it. I like the story to drive the characters, not the character. You know, like, and with this, it was just a conversation. So there was yes. an entire story. It was dialogue it is, driven more than it was story driven. Yeah, it's dialogue driven, but in the background, there's an entire story happening. So yes, it's really two separate things happening. And uh -huh. to me, they don't always align. Well, yeah, uh, the mention. one with the meat, the one with the meats, the meat city that they went to, and I think that's the second one. And like she's talking and talking about how comedians feel like they need to have a train. If you didn't finish it, then you didn't. But you know, I, it didn't go with the story at all. That was like a leap, and I always feel like 
second episodes or second seasons or even second albums. Like after the first one, if that's really great, that second one, you kind of have to see if you really have them. You kind of have to do a test and you kind of have to like something either you need to do a whole change of scenery or you have to like really test them. You have to test them to see if if uh, they're even really committed, you know. And so, like, you see a lot of times some people say, I hate the second album that you dropped. Um, you know, I hate that because you just took this second thing. And then they may come back on the third album with something else. But that kind of frees you from uh, doing from locking yourself in. And I, I don't know if that was the intention on this show, but I just feel like he like that second one. He was introducing what this show is gonna be for real, for real, kind of like, yeah, there's gonna be music that I make. There's gonna be some weird ass shit. It's not always gonna make sense, but go for this cool ass. Uh, um, but that doesn't mean I, you have to be committed, I, you know. Well, I will say I absolutely love the animation style that was in there. The, yeah, that kind of the, uh, uh, it's, it like, where things are all melting and becoming into each other but there's still some sort of like mechanic to the world it's mm-hmm. not just all free flow you can see that things can happen and it makes somewhat something right of logic so i do i do really like it but i was gonna say you know we're, we are talking about adult animation uh i do gotta tip my uh, hat to um gravity falls and- I, that's a kid's show solidly a kid's show mm. but it is such a good show that it's like as adults can enjoy, and enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Gravity Falls. Uh, I've never even watched that. Oh my goodness, it's it's very good. And uh, it's on Adult Swim or it's on Cartoon Network. It's Disney. It's Disney XD. Oh. And it's a hmm. uh, it it's um like the same animators that do like Rick and Morty. They also do um. Know, gravity falls like there's a there's a spot in in rick and morty like like in a portal like the same stuff that the dipper the main character in gravity falls throws through a portal in one of the episodes of rick and morty the things that he threw actually come out of a portal and go into a different portal so they like threw those to each other yeah they, um they're not like the same universe at all same anything it's just kind of one of those like nod you know those respectful nods to each other and uh, Justin Roiland is a voice actor in, in some of those. Mm. So. And it's Disney, you say. This is Disney, and it's solid writing. It is wow. not. It is not a Disney show at all. It is its own quirky, awesome, encapsulated two seasons. It has a start and an end. It mm. is. It is a perfect show. And it's it's kind of like what you were talking about that story will right mm-hmm. with uh, it's very similar that you know they all start at this their great uncle's mystery shack and then they encounter some sort of uh, cryptid or Bigfoot gnomes all these different things and it's like it's but the story each each time each episode it, the story moves further if that makes sense. Not like a um, not like a Family Guy where it starts off at the exact same spot every single day and nothing changes. Right. It's it's like things like, you know, like on episode five she gets a pig and that you know she names it Waddles. Um, oh, and that's another. Actually, this 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 lady is a great one. I can't remember what her name is, but she also is Louise in 
Bob's Burger. Mm, I know this lady. Jesus, yeah. I'm so mad that I can't remember her. Yeah, she's um, uh, she's she's also like that one of the main characters in The Last Man on Earth. Yes. Yeah. Um, Man, I can't I can't think of her name. Uh, Chris, Kristen Shaw. Yes, yes. So she's the other she's the other main person. Yeah, yeah. So yes. they're they're twins. They're boy and girl twins. Are the main characters in this. Nice. And uh, yeah, so like like the third or fourth episode, she gets this pig called Waddles, and it's in every episode after that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like things that happen continue, and they're not just like, oh, I get a pig in this episode, and maybe five episodes later, it's important. No, it's everything happens in a reason on the story. What do you feel about F is for Family? I'm going to check that out. Oh, your... F is for Family. Now, I've only gotten halfway through it, so do not tell me the whole ending, right? But wait, I've gotten... wait, wait. Halfway through the newest season? Yes. I, ha- I haven't watched the newest season oh, at okay. all. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so I've, I've, I, uh, they're on season number four, correct? They're on season number five. Oh, man. So I haven't. I, I, so you haven't seen last... four or five? I haven't seen four or five. Oh, um, I've, bro. I, so I think the last thing that I had seen was, uh, you know, he had lost his job. He had an opportunity to go back. And then he's like, no, F it. I'm not going to do it. So they were like having like a union meeting at like a strip club. And that was kind of like the end of it. And she had just gotten her idea for the salad spinner stolen. Uh-huh. So, the shirtuncula or some whatever. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. Mm. So so that's, that's, the, that's the point in which I kind of uh, – didn't stop watching the season ended i watched to the end of the season um it's it's really awesome being kind of a you know like an older millennium yeah because it's really is a uh it's a gen x show like it's really talking about your you know the generation that came before you and how they end up like this exactly Uh, and uh mm my my mom was 37 when she had me so my oldest sister was 18 years older than me. So regardless of being like born in 84 and being a millennial, I grew up with a baby boomer parent, which mm-hmm. basically, which created the Gen X generation. So a lot of the things that those parents were and how they behaved is very similar to my upbringing. So it, uh, it hits. So Gen Z has Gen Z could have baby boomer parents though. Gen Z. Yes. Gen Z. So baby boomers be- born between like 1940 and 1965. Yeah, they could, okay. but uh, I, but I think the parenting style is completely different because like like I said, my mom was born in, um, she was born in 47. Mm-hmm. So by the time like 1984 happened, she was in her 40s, which is kind of like the parents there, versus like a you know like a parent that's, uh you know born in 1965, which is the end of the baby boomer, I believe. Uh, you know, uh, what I admire so much, I, I will say what I admire about Gen Z's, and I think a lot of people say this, is that they don't care about respecting people uh, of older age. <laughs> like, if you are disrespecting them, then they are going to disrespect you back, you know? And, like, we got the elder, respect your elder thing. It, it taught to me so much that I, like, even though, some, like, now it's hard for me to set up boundaries so that if someone's older than me being like, it's like, I'm thinking that they're being wise. No, you're an idiot too. Like, and they will be like, no, I don't have to listen to you. Like my little brother at one point, 
like my mom and my dad and our and his older sister were like my sister were like everyone was trying to do all this stuff with his life kind of and he was like I was like you don't want to tell the story and tell it straight and he was like no I know the story and I know it and God knows the story so I don't need to clear it up I don't care and I was like bro what you know because i'm thinking that i need to defend myself said all these people he didn't care he said i know and if you don't want to be in my life anymore who cares right what right and so like me i like him it's hard for me to be like let's never be friends or we never need to talk again it's hard for me to do that which is so hurtful for myself right uh when i should just be like no you are a disrespectful person and have proved that over and over again we don't you know like it, it, so um i admire that their, their willingness to cut people off and or like disrespect you back is ad- admirable mm. well I, I i gotta say yeah i do agree with, with what you're saying the, the gen z's prioritization of consequence is very impressive like yes. oh you just won't talk to me anymore and i think that because they grew up with the internet versus like not growing up with the internet at all. If somebody cut you off, that was, especially in me in a super small town, like my class was 50 people. So let's say 10 people don't like you. That was 20% of the population of your class doesn't fucking like you. And that 20%. Was, that's so many. Yeah. So it was like every person was important to try to make like you. Yeah. But even if you didn't grow up in a big place, in, in a small place and you still grew up in the same generation, that you're talking about population. That's still not talking about like the time, mm. though. See what I'm yeah. saying? But so, I mean, like, like, yeah. like, I think too. Like, people are so much like willing to like uproot their lives and move too. This younger generation is like, oh, I'll start here and go here. Yeah, like, I think about like that one kid that had friends on the internet, and so they were weird, right? And so they didn't really care because they had friends on the internet, right? Now everybody's that. <laughs> Now everyone can be as weird because they have nothing but friends on the internet and no one cares about what anybody's doing right in front of them. That's, um, oh, dude. And that's, I, I've talked about this because people like, that's like some people believe in validation because like, hey, this other person is also weird and does this. So I must be right. Yes. It's like, and you're not taking the other consideration of, hey, you're just two deviants supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's that's the thing too. Like, oh, we're. Oh, I mean, that's QAnon. That's... Yeah, it's Q, it's QAnon. <laughs> it's the furries. It's like the it's internet hotels. has a lot. It's it's Hebrew Israelites. You know, yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's and it's so crazy. Like everybody finds that validation equals correctness. Like, oh, all these people believe this, so I can't be crazy. It's like likes what? and validation is likes. So yes. if I post something, even though it's not backing anything and it gets a whole bunch of likes, then I can live in that now. And that's where I think Gen Z things like, oh, like, fuck my dad. I get 20,000 likes every time I post something. Yeah, but also it's not just Gen Z, though. Like, everyone can have that now. So even boomers now are getting on and be like, well, what happened with this? And then 60 of their old ass friends like it. And so now what? They've been backed. So it's like it, it, that's affecting it. But I'm just saying, like, they're still tied to old fashioned like cordialness old-fashioned i still have to deal with people my world is still in the real world some of them i I still need to go to church to get the things i need i still need to talk to my whatever i still you know saying that's their world uh interesting yeah um and maybe the need for in-person talking is less 
now. So like, like, okay, yeah, I have to have this time of talking on the phone with people and having real conversations. But if I didn't have that, I might just put my most of my existence and or interactiveness online, and I probably would have a more successful right online thing going on. But like, I spend some of my greatest conversations where you know, um, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I, and that's, that's the thing too. Like I, like when I was like deep into my Facebook addiction, Mm -hmm. I I remember like feeling the need to argue a point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, Oh, I got to tell this person. I got to tell this person how wrong they are because they need my opinion. It's like, that gravity exists. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, you kind of realize, like, most people don't give a shit what you're saying. Why don't you talk to the people who want to hear what you want to say? And where are they? Why don't you talk to the people that want to hear what you have to say? Where are those people, Fez? Where? Uh, They're out in the real world. You got to meet them. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Not not necessarily. You can meet somebody online. They have the same interest as you. You start talking to them. But it's so weird because I feel like there's, there's this disconnect where it's like, People, like I, I don't know. Maybe this is me. Like, people don't want to meet friends online. They want somebody. Like, if you're actively out there trying to talk to people, it's usually a guy trying to talk to a girl, or you know, or vice versa, or whatever, whatever. Or if you don't have a specific niche. There's a man. There's a man. Yeah, yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. It's like I feel like there's like, it's. I think it's like too. It's like weird to me as a as as a dude like. Like, oh, like, how do I go about being this person's friend? You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's like I agree a with that. Weird. Like, I feel gross being like, hey, I want to, you know, like, hey, we should hang out. Like, that feels gross to me. Oh, this girl told this joke at the show I was at, and she said that she was dating this guy, and before they broke up, he started asking if she had other male friends that he could hang out with. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she said that with like a cringy vibe, and you feel it in the audience. But it's like, you know, but how, like, yeah, it's like, how do you meet people? How do you meet people? How do you make friends? Sometimes, if you don't have common interests, if you don't, if you guys don't vibe, if you're not that person that goes and does that, then like, yeah, hopefully you bond on some show you like. Hopefully you bond on. Uh, it's crazy because you can't even say point of view morals because if I say, you know, sometimes I I do wonder if. You know, women should be allowed to trade crypto. Joking, of course. And then now this dude's like, you know what else I hate about these bitches? It's like, whoa, bro. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Right? That's... And that's a joke, but just like still, like something yes. along those lines, that then now you're like fucking friends with a, a damn Nazi, you know? Yeah, uh, that's, but you like to no. joke around about something. Yes, yes. And that's, that's a problem too, because <laughs> I like to joke a lot. So whenever I joke about something, people, will have this tendency to think that's what I believe mm-hmm. where they don't realize that 98.9% of the time I am a literal walking troll. I will say <laughs> yeah. stuff just to fight. Just like, for example, like that last episode, Danny told me, he's like, yeah, you guys sound like fat misogynists. It's like, okay, Mark's on now. Now it's time to troll Danny. Exactly. Hey, Mark, and Danny we did for like 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> and, and and you know, Daddy, he wanted. Daddy's willing to say certain things to me because he doesn't give a shit if he offends me. But he's like, oh, he. I don't want to say he's kid gloved with you, 
but I feel like he's still kind of in that like protector role with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's that where he was. Where yes. like, he was above you, he had to protect you from everything. So he kind of still feels that way. And so he doesn't want to tell that to you. So me as an awful person, I I do that all the time. And because yeah, you do shift into a aha, you care thing. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because you care. The, like, oh yeah, God, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because I don't give a shit about like I'm like honestly, if I didn't have any like religious values, I probably would be a nihilist. Mm. And don't care, watch the world burn, it doesn't matter anyways. Type yeah, I think mentality. nihilism nihilism is gaining popularity too. That's the whole thing. You see these V loan shirts. But you know what? This other thing I actually first conversation talking about like uh interests. Uh can we talk about the pyramids without going into aliens really quick? Oh, you are dude. You know my thoughts on the aliens, I, I, but not aliens, not aliens. No, okay. no, no. no. I, uh, the pyramids are like, oh, sorry, real quick, just, just a wave top. Uh-huh. Whenever they talk about aliens in brown culture, it's to me, it's always to discredit the intelligence of brown people. Exactly. Yes. They're trying to, it is, uh, what is it, to make them incompetent. It's impossible that. Yeah, like, look, look at this short brown dude with a blocky head. He's fucking dumb. Like, I, yeah. I get it. I don't. These uncivilized people without computers and cars were able to. So that's not where I'm coming from. from yeah, it, I, got, right? I, got, I got gorilla bottom teeth. I fucking, like, if I put my jaw out, I look like a gorilla. I know it. Doesn't mean I'm fucking stupid. It doesn't mean that my people back in the day didn't fucking invent one of the most accurate fucking calendars that ever existed. Yes, exactly. So, Not off of fucking you know, like up ones and twos. So, exactly. Um, my thing is, do you think that they use water? Do you think that they built it from the top down? Do you think that they use sand to slide them into place? Right? Like, were these things actually very easily maneuver for them because they, you know, like just use the uh, the materials and the uh, texture of the stuff that was going on there? Uh, like if they just built a ramp that, and, and like made things a certain way to where it just slid right into place, that makes more. Or some people said they did it from the top down. So you have that top point and then like they slid the next one underneath that and then under and under and under. So, but how would it have risen up? You know? Uh, yeah. You know, I think, I think there's things that are like, uh, to me considered like lost arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and an example of that is like, like the the there's a there's a YouTube channel called like the Italian Grandma, where she's <laughs> showing people how to make pasta, because I see that. I have a, well, I have a th- th- there's pasta grannies that's on Instagram. But go ahead, finish. This is great. This is great. Yeah. So um, I I think it's I think it's like I feel like a lot of that stuff. For like for example, and another one is like like the Colosseum that's still standing. Mm-hmm. It was made by is made with concrete, but we, the way we make concrete today, wouldn't last four thousand years. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So even even the way concrete was made, we still have the general idea, right? But we don't. We can't even do that now. There's certain things that because it wasn't written down explicitly, we've lost. And I think that the pyramids is a great example of that. Like. How did they move all this stuff? It could be such a simple solution that, you know, like, 
hey, the the environment there was a lot different. Like we like we think of Egypt as this fucking this desolate sand fucking place where it's like there's nothing that could have happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's think about what the fuck is under the sand. What the fuck is under the sand? Thank you. So, what is under there? <laughs> yeah, and has that, anyone like, dug underneath the pyramids? Because let's talk about we have to fucking dig out the pyramids already. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these different pyramids, we already have to fucking dig them out. So let's fucking keep digging and stop treating like oh they had to get this fucking stone miles and miles away. And based off of our fucking 1980s 1990s technology, we we're, we're gonna. We're going to disprove something that we can't prove. Right. I I also dislike that mentality in science. Like, I disproved it, so everything about this is wrong. Right. And our instruments are fucking garbage. Our instruments, uh, yeah. Yeah, 100 years from now, our instruments are going to be better, but they're still going to be garbage. Or we'll just know how the distance of things actually. We'll know actually how far things are. Like, we always think that it'll be way off. No, it'll be an increment off that the error was, you know? That's the type that's, of stuff. I'll, yeah, that's the other thing too. Like people like they'll, they'll like brag up carbon dating. Like, oh, you don't believe in carbon dating? I was like, do you believe that carbon dating fucking exists at the same rate in every aspect? Because in the theory of relativity, depending on where it's buried, how up high, the other stuff it's exposed to, it's going to age more. Yeah, it's it's, deteriorate more off of just that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like I remember there. Um. So there was a show that I think was so poorly done and it could have been done so much better it was called murder and mormons right okay murder so, and mormons had to be a hit it's on netflix it just talks about this guy putting up yeah it was putting on a hit on a couple of these people for mormon documents right mm-hmm. what they don't fucking talk about in depth is this guy was able to make f- so he was like hey what is the test what is the test measure and he's like, okay, let me find a workaround with that. So he made all these parchments to meet the criteria of the tests. Mm-hmm. So it's like he was able to work around that and everybody believed that this stuff was so fucking accurate. And it's like, yeah, it's part of the time. We did this type of carbon testing on the paper. We've done this type of testing. All of these different things. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that there's, there's so much that we just don't know and we have the arrogance to be like oh fucking science is right it's like no science is evolving the scientific so, method is cool but the instruments that with we at which we like do all that type of stuff and track it and and use the scientific method with is like they're flawed you know and, uh, yeah they're, and they're not up to the they're not up to the point where we can have such definitive ideas mm-hmm and I think that's the thing too. People want definite. It's like, well, this could be an app, you know, like, hey, it could be one of these 10 things. Like, no, we want to know what it is. It's like, well, we can't do that yet all the time with everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you look at like even like chemotherapy, like people are like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, like chemo, that's the way to treat cancer. Like, no, chemo kills a portion of your body, it is fucking putting a nuke. To try to get, you know, us, you know, uh, a terrorist cell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, that's just the best method. It's like, no, it's the best method that we've come up with so far. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that that's a. Uh, now, this is a sidestep. Uh, uh, well, no, no. But as far as you go for the pyramids, 
Um, I think, well, obviously they were built from the outside in because they used to be covered with all that, uh, marble, right? That white marble Uh that was used to build the city of Alexandria to make it look nicer. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they stripped off, uh, that's, that's the other thing too. The, uh, the ancient Greeks were basically like fucking, you know, leaving your car in the hood and fucking losing all your wheels and a bunch of shit. That's what they did to the pyramid. Right. So they fucking chop shop the pyramids from what they were. Uh, and that's that's the Greeks, Alexander the Great and all them to make Alexandria prettier. Um, so with all that stripping and stuff, it's hard to determine exactly how things were done because they've already destroyed large aspects of the pyramids. Oh, you're saying it was done from the outside in. No, I'm be- I, I'm saying that the way their methods are going to uh-huh. be hard hard to determine because it's already but, been altered. Yes, it's already mm. been altered. Correct. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. I think I think uh, um, I think it's really cool. Um, there's a there's a, the Netflix special about uh, these people that found a new tomb, and I just imagine like it was going to be like this like this. You know, in 2018, it was going to be all these high tech tools and everything was going to be like done, you know, in such a scientific method. And it's just dude with shovels and been like, oh, all right, don't try not to break it. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck, it broke. And it was like, wow, this is probably better than what, the way it was done before, even though. And it's fucking sad. Yeah, I mean, if we, I think that if we, man. I don't know what I'm talking about, man. But I just feel like if we use like what we have with the science that we have, we probably can do a lot of cool stuff. You know, like even displacement and all these type of things and just like moving it, we probably can get things done without having to touch it or drag it along stuff, you know? But what am I even talking about, you know? Um, This thing they like to say to each other now. It's such a weird thing. That the kids say they're always like, "You're not a main character. You're a side character." Main character syndrome is what everybody's been talking about lately. It's very, it's very on the tip. It's in the lexicon. Main character syndrome. And so, so it is something that's topical. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. But so my kids like to say that to each other all the time, and it's it's funny because it's like, it's to me, main character syndrome isn't like a real syndrome because it is exactly that like when you read a book you read it from the one person's point of view so you are the main character of your own story mm-hmm. and it's like i try to explain this to my kids like no 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 no, you don't get it dad she's a side character it's like and i try to like express it with like try to come into it with like reasoning but yeah they they like to say that to each other oh wow. just to be like i wonder if there's people that are side characters in their own lives like, oh, that would that would be sad. Now, if you have side <laughs> character syndrome, which I think in parts of my life I have been like, I'm just the spectator right now. That motherfucker is actually in his best shit. I'm sitting at his show. All right? Yes. Aren't I? I mean, yeah, I'm the main character in my mind, but no, I'm the side character right now. You know? I'm sitting at his show or I'm sitting at this person. I'm I'm a spectator of this argument. I'm like they're in their shit, you know? So like I think we do, but what if you're just walking through your whole life and even when it is time for you to meet main character, you still push the attention or you still like, yeah, that could be sadness. Yeah. You know, 
that could be just like I'm not even ever able to be present, right? That's like, but then to think of yourself, like it's like to determine the importance of everything you're doing at every moment, as everybody's a side character at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't need to gauge the importance of every moment. How about you just be, be happy that you're alive? Yeah, um, and but I just thought that was funny though. My kids could like like you're you know you're a side character. You're not the main character. I'm like. I was like, do you guys get to drive where you want? Like, they're like, no. I was like, well, then I guess I'm the main character all the time. So, you guys can't do nothing without me. I lost you again. Yeah, I keep on opening up Facebook. I'm going to be real with you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? I'm an addict, um, and I needed a fix. No. uh, (laughs) What else did they say? You said your kids had a couple of taunts. So, we got Uh, main character with the other one. The other one is like, you're canceled. Like, they just say it over everything now. It's just, like, it's not even, like, a real thing. Like, oh, oh, yeah, guess what? You're canceled. And it's really funny because, like, that's how, like, I guess to me, like, how real cancel culture is and how how inconsequential it's becoming. Where it's just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, yeah, you're canceled. Used within the household. Like, somebody drops a cup of milk. Oh, you're canceled. Yes, exactly. A hundred. So that's it's almost <laughs> like it's discrediting, like what people get canceled canceled over. It's funny. It's actually funny. Just d- d- Harvey Weinstein is canceled, and also somebody dropped a cup of milk. Like they both. Like, oh, did you take? Did you take my concealer? You canceled. You're canceled. Okay, so does that mean I can't work in this town again? Um, <laughs> it shows you how unrealistic it also is too. And I, I actually, it's one of the things that when they say it to each other, I, I approve of because it's like, it, it, it should be made to be less. The, all the cancel culture. That's a good, that's funny. Um, is there any other taunts? Uh, no, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I, I do like, it's so funny too, because like, I'll listen to the conversations behind me. Mm-hmm. And the, basically, it's like I'm non-existent until I speak. Then, then you say something like, dang, Dad, how long have you been sitting here? Yeah, well, no, I mean, I'll be driving and they'll say all this stuff. But uh, I appreciate this. This has been great. You know, we need to talk about how you can buy land in the metaverse um, in our next time. Uh, but this has been awkward. This has not been awkward philosophy. This has been redeeming qualities where it's not how men speak, it's how friends speak. Uh, my name is Mark Boyd. All right, Bez. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat with you next week. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Peace. Hey.